I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Gents, and Gents is being trained in assessing a patient's blood pressure in the lower extremity using the popliteal artery to accurately identify the highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall. The student should be instructed to listen for. So we have A, sudden muffling with a soft blowing quality. B, a second round of intense rhythmic tapping after a brief pause. C, a murmur or swishing sound. And D is the first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sound. All right, so let's go up to the top of this question. We got a little blood pressure action going on. Now, this is one of the topics that I would tend to get wrong before. And it's so crazy because... Blood pressure seems to be so basic, especially like the procedure of it. And we did it a ton of times in lab and all that stuff. And so you feel internally like you're an expert at taking blood pressure. However, when it's tested sometimes on the MPTE or practice exams and they get down to the nitty gritty detail of what you're supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to look for, sometimes you're like, oh, shoot, I don't quite know exactly what I'm doing, right? And so I wanted to add this question in here to kind of give you that review of some of the things that you want to be thinking about when you're taking someone's blood pressure, some of the things that we may have skate over when we were, you know, learning this before or just forgot. All right. And so let's go up to the top of this question. It says, gents is being trained in assessing a patient's blood pressure in the lower extremity using the popliteal artery. Now, you may have been ready to get a question about assessing blood pressure in the upper extremity. But this question says we're assessing it in the lower extremity using the popliteal artery. So that's already kind of like a curveball throw off. Right. But here's the thing. Assessing blood pressure in the lower extremity is very similar to assessing it in the upper extremity. Now, the position's going to be different and the artery's going to be different, but the actual procedure is very similar for how we obtain the patient's systolic and diastolic blood pressure. Now, here's the thing. It's just as important for you to know how to do this in the lower extremity as it is the upper extremity because Sometimes your patients will have upper extremity surgeries or trauma, and it's contraindicated to take blood pressure in the upper extremity. Likewise, there may be a patient who has peripheral vascular disease or arterial insufficiency where you have to take the blood pressure in both the upper extremity and the lower extremity. So you need to be familiar with how to do this properly. 
All right. And so in the top of the question here, it says, since it's being trained in assessing a patient's blood pressure in the lower extremity using the popliteal artery. Got it. It says to accurately identify the highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall, the student should be instructed to listen for. Well, let me stop for a second. You might need to put on a hazard lights, pull off for a second. Let coach ask you a little question. Here it says to accurately identify the highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall. What is that? Because it's kind of like a definition here. Like, what is that highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall? And you should be saying, hey, coach, that is the systolic blood pressure. The systolic blood pressure is the highest pressure exerted by blood on the artery walls. So what is this question really asking you for? Well, it's saying if you have a patient and you're assessing their blood pressure in the lower extremity, what should you be listening for that would tell you the patient's systolic blood pressure? What specific things should you be listening for? And so for those of you on the podcast, let me go down to the answer choices. You can turn off your hazard lights and keep going to work, by the way. You go to that clinical. Keep going. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to the answer choices. We got A, sudden muffling with a soft blowing quality. B is a second round of intense rhythmic tapping after a brief pause. C is a murmur or swishing sound. And D is the first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sounds. All right, so let's go through these piece by piece. A says sudden muffling with a soft blowing quality. Did you select this answer? Before I dive into this, have you ever heard of Kortikoff sounds? It's something you got to know for the MPTE. You need to know what that really is. It's actually broken up into five phases, and it's really what we're listening for in order to help us determine, okay, what is the systolic blood pressure? What's the diastolic? I know you've done this before. You got your stethoscope, you're listening over the brachial artery or popliteal artery, and you're listening for these specific things. So what if you heard sudden muffling with a soft blowing quality? What would that be telling you? Well, I'll let you know here. The Kortikoff sounds are broken up into five phases like I was telling you before. And sudden muffling, like this abrupt muffling sound with a soft blowing quality, is really found in phase four. It's really close to where we're about to hear the sound stop completely and give us the diastolic blood pressure. Okay, so it's not the diastolic blood pressure just yet, but it's getting very close to it. And we call this more the phase four. This is where blood is flowing pretty easily unobstructed through the artery walls. And now we're getting to the point where we're almost at the lowest pressure exerted by blood on the artery wall. So is this the right answer, y'all? I would say no, it's almost the exact opposite because the question says to accurately identify the highest pressure exerted by blood on the artery wall. This one's going to almost give you the lowest so I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to A. Let's go to B. B says a second round of intense rhythmic tapping after a brief pause. All right. So this is an interesting one. There's actually a concept called an oscillatory gap. Let me tell you a little bit about this, right, from my side of it. I know when I was in lab, you know, learning blood pressure for the first time, and even when I got out and I was doing this in my clinical rotations with patients, I would have a patient, 
high blood pressure. I take their blood pressure and all that good stuff. And I would hear a sound as I'm like releasing the pressure and I'm going like my two millimeters per second, all that good stuff, right? I'm hearing this sound that'll start and then it'll go away. And then a sound will come back. This intense rhythmic tapping sound will come back and then it'll be pretty darn intense and it'll go on for a while. And to me, I thought, oh, boom. Like when I'm hearing that intense rhythmic tapping that is consistent, like there's my systolic blood pressure and I would document that. But here's the thing. There is a term called oscillatory gap. It's actually a time in between where you get your systolic blood pressure, your first sounds that start, then there's a brief pause, and then a second set of sounds that starts. Here's the thing. The second round of sounds, the second round of intense rhythmic tapping sounds is not your systolic blood pressure. Actually, it's the first round of sounds that you hear that are rhythmic tapping. All right, so that second round is actually giving you a pressure that oftentimes is significantly lower than what the patient's systolic blood pressure is. So as we look at B, B says a second round of intense rhythmic tapping after a brief pause. I'm like, no, that's an oscillatory gap there. This second round of sounds is significantly lower in pressure than the systolic blood pressure. Bottom line, this is not going to be telling me the highest pressure exerted by blood on an arterial wall. I'm going to put an X next to this one. The word there to remember, oscillatory gap. All right. Let's go to C. C says a murmur or swishing sound. If you hear a murmur or swishing sound, that is when blood is flowing through the artery, but there is some level of obstruction. All right. You'll typically hear this after blood has already been going through and now the walls are starting to open up and blood starting to flow through a little bit, but there is some obstruction. It's not just flowing freely through, there's obstruction still there. And so a murmur or swishing sound is known as the second phase of Kortikoff sounds. Is this going to be giving us our highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall? Nope. We need something that is consistent with phase one Kortikoff sounds. I don't think C is it. I'm going to put an X next to it. Let's look at D. Hold on, hold on. Let's look at D. D says the first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sounds. How many of y'all selected this as the answer? You know, I really like D because D is in line with the first phase of Kortikoff sounds. This is what you should be hearing as you pump up the blood pressure cuff and you start to now release that pressure and you have your stethoscope over the artery, as you're listening, you should start to hear a clear, faint rhythmic tapping sound that increases in intensity. And the first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sounds that you hear is associated with the highest pressure exerted by blood, a.k.a. the systolic blood pressure. So D fits 100% with what I'm looking for. So the question, remember, it was saying to accurately identify the highest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall, the student should be instructed to listen for 
the first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sounds? The final answer here is D. Congratulations to those of you who got this one correct. This is a little bit tougher of a question. Again, it gets down and dirty with Kortikoff sounds and understanding what you should and shouldn't hear, all right, and what the quality is of what you should hear, which can be difficult if it shows up yeah, randomly on an MPTE and you're like, whoa, you know, I wasn't expecting this type of question. So how do you get better at this? Like, how do you get prepared for it? Well, O'Sullivan, I feel, does a great job. Like the big red textbook called Physical Rehab does a really good job of telling you the procedure of blood pressure in the upper extremity and lower extremity. It also goes into Kortikoff sounds, breaking up those five phases I was talking about. Phase one is really the systolic blood pressure. It's that first clear, faint rhythmic tapping sounds that increases in intensity. And then you go into phase two where the artery walls are not completely open just yet. So there is some obstruction. And so we hear in phase two Kortikoff sounds a murmur or a swishing sound. All right. And then we go into phase three where now the sounds become more crisp, they're intense and louder. Blood flow is now flowing freely through the blood vessel without much obstruction at all. So that's phase three. What should we hear? We should hear crisp, more intense, louder sounds. All right, that's phase three. Phase four is when sound is pretty god darn distinct. All right, it's an abrupt muffling that you hear with a soft blowing quality. It's where we're almost getting to the diastolic blood pressure where the sound is actually going to stop. All right, the blood is flowing unrestricted, which leads us now into phase five, which is the last sound that's heard. And that is recorded as your diastolic blood pressure. All right, that Diastolic blood pressure is also known as the lowest pressure exerted by blood on the arterial wall. There you go. All right, so we just went through just now the Kortikoff sounds. Of course, you may have to go back and re-listen to this, write these notes out. I'm telling you this stuff is important for you to know because there's curveballs here that they could just throw and you have to know the quality of the sound sometimes and be able to pick out what do these sounds mean. And some of you may be like, Oh, man, do I really got to know this? Like, what do I got to know this for? Well, if you're going to be taking somebody's blood pressure, I would hope you know these things. Because if you don't, how are you accurately, you know, getting someone's blood pressure, especially their systolic one? If we're not accurately assessing that, patient may have a dangerously high blood pressure, but then we exercise them because we think it's a lot lower. Remember the oscillatory gap, the problem that Coach K was having when he was taking blood pressure with patients. I would hear that faint sound and then it would go away. Like I would hear a sound through the stethoscope and then it would go away. And I'm like, okay. But then a sound would come back and it would be a lot louder, a lot more intense. And then I'm like, oh, that's the systolic blood pressure. But guess what? That's called an oscillatory gap. And those second sounds that I heard was actually significantly lower in pressure than the systolic. Now I'm putting my patient at risk for having a stroke 
or you know, getting to a point where they're in a hypertensive crisis because I didn't catch that. So it's super important for you to know this for the MPTE. So where can you go to learn more about it? Like I said, Big Red Bible, as a lot of us call it, the Physical Rehab Textbook by O'Sullivan. You can check it out. I'm on page 62 right now checking that. Kortikoff sounds out, so you can go ahead and do the same. For those of you who are PT students, all right, or PT graduates, you need assistance with the MPTE. You're feeling stuck. You're like, ah, I'm just memorizing everything, and, and I'm forgetting it as soon as I read it. I'm frustrated. I'm spending all my days studying, but then at the end of the day, I can't even recall what it is I learned today. If that is you, I'm telling you, you're having issues with retention, but you already knew that, right? Listen, I'm helping students inside of my private Facebook groups absolutely free to get them like directed towards how they can start studying smarter and not harder, start retaining more information and then getting to the point where they're able to raise their practice exam scores, go into the MPTE and absolutely dominate it. All right, if that is you, PT student or grad, and you fit my clinical picture that I just gave you just now, that you're struggling and you need help with retention and you wanna take your score to the next level, join my free private Facebook group, all right? You can get there by going to www mptegroup.com. Again, that's www.mptegroup.com. Lock it into your phone right freaking now, and I'll get you in today. And for those of you who have not still gotten my MSK cheat sheets, I got 10 free cheat sheets that are out there that you can grab. If you go to www.mptecheatsheets.com, you can go ahead and grab that, all right? So if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana, Overbreak, wherever you're at right now listening to this, I want to thank you. But I also want to say you can go right into the show notes right now, click the link in there and get your cheat sheets. Hi, this is Kyle and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, Keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.